Our featured voices are in an interview conducted by the Reverend Florence Kaplow with two community leaders from Urbana-Champaign. Don Blackman Sr. is the garden steward for the Randolph Street Community Garden, what had been started as a graduate project and is now continued by the University of Illinois Master Gardeners. This garden is an oasis of fresh produce in a food desert in North Champaign. Candy Foster is a blues musician who is located in Champaign-Urbana for the past 40 years. I invite you to listen to their conversation about Juneteenth. And the music that follows the, inter the interview is This Little Light of Mine, a song often sung on Juneteenth. So it originated from South, right? Texas. Texas. Oh, yeah, that's Texas. even better. Because it was two years before the army got there to tell them they were free. <laughs> I'm getting it now. I'm getting so it. So it's kind of like they kept being enslaved two yeah. years after the end of the war. Yeah. And finally, um, they sent troops out across the way to tell people that they were free. And there are some really interesting accounts online about people who were um, interviewed during um, one of the WPA things. And, the, and one lady said that she and her mom, the minute they heard that they were free, packed up their things and left. <laughs> and, and just they were that much of a hurry to get away. They were, oh, wanted yeah. to try and catch up and find family members that were gone oh. and missing. But um, it was called Jubilee at first. Mm. So it was, it was, oh, it was I see. yeah, it was called Jubilee. Yes, yeah. it was called Jubilee at first. And just, you know, it's evolved. Mm -hmm. um, just in 2007, Juneteenth got its own flag. You know, well, people great. were using that's the red, thing. black, and green, but uh -huh. someone made up a um, Juneteenth flag that's a single star illuminated on a blue and red background and then they added the date to it just recently oh, wow. so but it, oh, it's like i said it, it evolves and there's all kinds of things that go on i mean we're having a parade but a lot of juneteenth celebrations have parades right it's um, a, is it uh, um, kind of like uh, on a, a lower level like a main volume uh, like a Mardi Gras but but you know in a different more sense. like a 4th of July parade because okay it's you know it's the same celebration okay okay right. independent <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. and, and, and right. uh, okay. so the you celebrate everybody celebrates Juneteenth everybody everybody celebrates 4th of July everybody can celebrate Juneteenth you yeah. know, because, well, you know, if all of us aren't free, none of us are free. There weren't so much um, the community celebrations. It was in the backyard barbecues and right. maybe the church would have something. But it was primarily a day when people were encouraged to help people get registered to vote. Mm. Even from the very beginning, the first celebration. And there was a celebration the first year after. and. But it took a while for it to like move north, because as people left Texas and moved to other parts of the South, it spread that way. And then when people started to move north from the South was when it 
kind of populated the northern states. We didn't have, you know, people didn't have email. No, <laughs> so no. It that, took a while. Email, we had the town crier. <laughs> Maybe that's why it took two years for yeah. it to get to Texas, although I think there might be another story I think there. they might have just been keeping mum about it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's kind of a thing that the word of mouth and, and neighborhoods, mm -hmm. you know, barbershops, black barbershops. Yep, beauty and, shops. And beauty shops. And all those, a whole lot happen, and a whole lot of messages gets out that way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some takes a little longer than others, but it all depends. Yeah. Yeah, back with, when it, on that kind of particular day, sometimes we had to not open the bars up until later on, or things like that. <laughs> you know? Well, and it was always celebrated on the 19th. It didn't yeah. float around to the closest Saturday. So it was just, it was one of those fixed days, like the 4th of July. doesn't yeah. matter if the 4th of July is on Sunday or Wednesday, yeah. it's still the 4th of July. That's right. So. I always believed in that too, because, you know, if that's what it's supposed to be, then that's what it is. You can't, you know, I, I, don't want, I don't want Christmas uh, being changed. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't, no, no, that ain't the way it's supposed to be, you know. So I, I'm kind of like that, and I, I just kind of, I'm an old traditional person, and I believe in that very much so. So we're partnering with Dream this year. They're um, we're having we're going to have a red food feast because red food was one of the things that um, Bond people didn't get to eat. I mean, you you grew strawberries for the big house, but you were in trouble if you were caught with strawberry breath. You, um, same thing with watermelon and, and yeah. other berries and things. If you found some wild, then that, that was a possibility. But usually the big house got the, the, part, the, crop, the, the eating part of the plant. They yeah. got the beets, we got the tops. Yeah. Okay, so when, um, and when Juneteenth, when Jubilee came in celebration, they ate all of the things that they hadn't been able to eat mm -hmm. freely before. And um, it was the red color was important because it just symbolized all the strength and the blood. I see. So yeah. very good, very good. So that's part of how you do the the Juneteenth is like yeah. to do a red food. Well, it makes well, sense you're in the garden too. Right, and yeah. because well, like our straw, our our strawberries won't be ready, but our cherry tree is ready. Uh -huh. And this cherry tree we planted in memory of Kiwan Carrington. So all week long, my workers have been picking cherries. And you know, every day there's another batch ripe, so I'm gonna take them and have a cherry cobbler made. And they'll probably be red velvet cake. Uh, yeah, I love, <laughs> okay. I love red velvet cake. I like red velvet cake too, but I make mine with beets because I don't like number 10 red dye. <laughs> I, I, I probably can handle that. <laughs> but, uh, so yes, that's, it's gonna be a celebration. Yeah. The, 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 um, I read one article that said the people in the South said that they can pick cotton, they don't need other jobs. Yeah. And so they were relegated to picking cotton or leaving to come and get yeah. to do other and, jobs. You know, it, it went on and on, even even into the later years. And you go into schools, and we had black schools, and then we had, and then you had to go eventually go to 
um, primary white school and, and well where teachers were there and you know when the kids come in I had a cousin of mine that that tell me told me a story a couple of times he said he went to start thinking about it he said man I, I need to start doing something because I want to go to college and I got to get my classes right. He sits and talked to a couple of ex-teachers and, and they told him, about, yeah, you need to go and find out about that. He said he went into the principal's office and, and uh, asked him about it. He said, what can I do for you? He said, I need to know come next semester what kind of classes I need to be taking because I want to go to college. And, and he said, Principal said, said, got up and said, boy, what's wrong with you? He said, you ain't going to college. You just going to do like the rest of you. You know, you going on out to General Motors or one of them the foundries or one of them uh, construction work camps and work. You ain't got no time to be going to college. He said, well, where can I go? No, no, you don't have the aptitude for it, you can't do it. And he said, I left out there, he said, first I, wanted, I felt like crying, but then I started thinking about it, he said, it just downright made me mad. <laughs> and he said, don't tell me I can't, I can't do a college. And so make a long story short, that was my cousin. And 50 or 60 years later, he just retired from being the national president of the Teachers Association. Ah, <laughs> I love yes. it. He's after something else. I wonder if he ever went back to that principal and said, yes. look. Oh, yeah. yeah. I asked him about it. He said, I wish I could have. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> well, that's one thing, too. Stories are shared, uh -huh, you yeah. know, from that time, and then people share stories of their life, uh, their livelihood. I know, um, talking about going back and talking to the principal, Mae Jamison, the uh, first African-American woman in space, yeah. was in the, we were in school the same time, although I was in Catholic school, but mm -hmm. they didn't have enough spaces in the honors math and science programs at Harlan High School where she went and you had to take a test and you got assigned to space according to your test. Right. Well she scored first in both of them but the principal called her in and asked her to relinquish her slot because quote as the African-American female she would not be able to adequately utilize that education and she refused. Well Long and short of it, she became a doctor, and then she went into space, and the school had May Jemison Day when she came back. Yeah. <laughs> and guess who was, it was the math, the head of the math and science depart, department that counseled her to give up her spot. Guess who was principal? That guy. That guy. And guess who she busted out big time during the... <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah, and so, and she told the the students, don't let anybody else's lack of imagination direct yeah. your life. So there's always 
There's stories in every generation like that. Oh yeah, it's and, all kind of stuff. You know, uh, there's a lot of stories that people we know and, and people we're around can tell stories about. It just is not story; they're just facts. And mm -hmm. <laughs> what happened? You know? I really felt feel blessed because I had an aunt who lived to be just short of her 117th birthday. Oh. Okay, she was wow. nine years old when the Emancipation Proclamation was signed, and mm -hmm. so she. And you knew her. I knew her. When when she was in her 90s, she came to live with us because she broke a hip. And she came and stayed with us while she recovered. And she was full of stories. She had all oh, kinds of man, stories to tell. And I stayed up under her. I mean, if she sat down, I was at her feet. Because you know? she, she was the oldest. She knew everybody's story. She knew what, who, who was buried where. She knew who died, how they died. She knew who was going to college, who, who went to college years before, you know, and what they, they took up was the phrase she always used. But yeah, Man. I always felt really blessed to have been able that's, to that's a gold know mine her. There. <laughs> to know her, yeah. yes. That's extraordinary to think like that's only like that you knew her and she was alive at the time of and, the proclamation. And I was ten yeah, is and she was nine when and she was telling me stories yeah. about herself as an enslaved child. You know, so I could say that was just Last year, that was me. I was nine, you know? Yeah. And so it was, I just really relished that time, cherished that time. But yeah, anybody, it's, it's kind of like somebody asked, well, because I said, you know, I've got, a, I've got church groups that want to come and celebrate with us. I think it's great. And somebody said, well, how do you feel about that? I said, everybody can celebrate Juneteenth. Okay, we can celebrate that final freedom because it meant that everybody was free. Yeah. Right. Well, that's what it should be. <laughs> I mean, we celebrate Fourth of July. <laughs> yeah, that's, okay. that's right. That's Even though it didn't include us. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's something. To think about. Yeah, you know, but my, you know, the one thing that I can't say about black people, they didn't really care if it didn't include them. They were determined to be a part of something mm -hmm. because they. They paid their dues to be a part of it, and they they, they stuck it out. Yeah. Look at George, you know George Washington. He he <laughs> borrowed some folks to go to war with. So I mean, if you look at that famous painting of him crossing the Delaware, there's an African American soldier in the boat with them. Yeah. Okay. Everywhere, just every war. Every war. They can put up there, but it just goes to show you that you know. No matter how hard some people want to deny you and, and, and defy you of what's, what's yours and what's your heritage and what's going on in this country or in this world, they can't do it. It's going to pop up. And the thing is, no matter what. There's a Ghanaian proverb that shows, it goes with this Dinkra symbol that two crocodiles, like a co-joined crocodiles. They have one stomach, but they have two heads, two tails, and eight legs. Right. And the proverb that goes with it says, sharing one stomach, yet they fight for food. Yeah. There must be unity where there is one destiny. 
That's exactly where we are right now. Yep. Because we are linked in, inextricably. Okay, there's no way to get around that, over it, under it. So we have to be on the same team. And we always, yeah. the only way we've ever been successful in anything that was worth anything is when we had to come together. Mm -hmm. Separated, we cannot win.